This experience is best with headphones. This is a program in partnership with Open and Clear Broadcasting. For more information and additional programs, visit us at openandclear.com. For any questions you would like us to focus on, comments about the show, inquiry about advertising with us, or just want someone to talk to, please visit us there at openandclear.com. You are listening live to ACIM Gather, a gathering for A Course in Miracles students and teachers. For more shows and information, visit ACIMGather.com. I am your lunch hour's host. Reverend Devin Devine, your conscious spirit coach in Cicerone to experiencing firsthand what is God. For more information about me and what I can do for you, visit openandclear.com. That's O P E N A N D C L E A R.com. day may have a different subject and approach. Ultimately, each and every single one of them have the same lesson that God would have you learn. To eventually open up and receive first-hand experience of what is truth, what is love, and what is that which is God. see what spirit has in store for us today as we tune in to this spiritual lunch hour broadcasting live from Utah, USA. Devin, yes, this is me, yep, and I am a spiritual ego. What is a spiritual ego? Anyway, I mean, what, it's an ego that thinks it's spiritual? (laughs) That's me. (laughs) It's a contradiction in terms, really, you can't have that actually happening it's it's entirely impossible because of the nature of what spirituality refers to is the spiritual universe which is not palpably recognizable nor experienced by this ego which by definition is based off of a reality that is physical 
and the memories of a physical body and characteristics. And it develops an, a personality in a sense that it now thinks of itself as an independent self from the rest of the universe and thinks of uh, pretty much that it knows and can decide what it believes is true and what it perceives as true, which is humorous. So it's a contradictory in terms when an actual evidence, an actual experienced person in spirituality can and does recognize that they are no longer and are have trouble even comprehending or even able to talk about the fact that there is a person at all, that there is an ego at all. And this attempts to describe it and explain it, it, it goes a little out there when one at the same time is attempting to be in proper perception of the spiritual universe and have a personality. So it is inevitable in this contradictory of two worlds, quite literally, uh, one perceives only the physical world, has nothing, no idea, except for an imagination of that of spirituality. And then the other actually sees and experiences a spiritual universe, which is completely different than this sense of imagination that one would think of how they're, oh, it's just this lovely flow of energy and love and just this beautiful essence, which is nice and dandy. So in the presence of the ego, as I am capable of saying that I am a spiritual ego, I am. I hesitate not at all to even exclaim this because I know it's in my presence of of the what I am in this personality. I am that. I am a definitely focused on artificial ideas of spirituality, and I I have superstitions about it all, and I have ideas that. Some things are good and bad within the spiritual universe. It's true. But when I actually go there, and which I don't, but when the presence in which I am aware of is, <laughs> which I can't be, uh, <laughs> in the, it actually is aware of and experiencing see, we, technical terms. It's, it's impossible to actually talk about. But when you get into the actual experience of the spiritual universe, you are no longer present in that sense of, of what you think of as this personality uh, that has grown up in the fashion that it's grown up, in the life that it's grown up, being the person that it's been, uh, how it learned the alphabet and how it learned uh, to deal with its family and its friends and so on and, and all these different ideas of, of what kind of a person it is. Oh, I'm a spiritual person, just happens to be in the definition of it. Oh, spirituality is my life is an often common term. And, you know, even in this sense, as we're talking about it, if you might associate it to things that are happening through you and by you, you might actually start feeling this essence of, of like guilt or something as if I'm saying, yes, you are still coming from the ego and you are still being ego. Uh, and in this idea, in this sense, is why you're still a spiritual ego is because you still think there is a right and a wrong. The ego in its true aspect and definition is only consistent or only consists of the knowledge of right and wrong, the knowledge of good and evil. That is literally what the world of oppositions is based off of. It is the improper perception of reality. It is what the whole personality has made itself to be after the chosen ideas of this wrong perception has now seen physicality. So in the actual experience of spiritual universe, it is through proper perception and has absolutely nothing and no awareness of and no capability of talking about any knowledge of anything right or wrong 
or good or bad or up or down or here or there for it's it's a whole different experience in that sense but while it is in that ego idea it is absolutely apparent that it establishes a positive and a negative even aspects of this spiritual universe it is entirely impossible in the reality of it but in the awareness of the improper perception of right and wrong it definitely dominates in this idea saying you know there's a solid aspect of energy and there's a gaseous aspect of energy these are opposites there's a liquid aspect of energy and there's a, a flaming fire aspect of energy and these are opposites yes when you are attempting to make the holographic universe into the actual presence of solid objects and solid world and physicality at all it is required that you believe in opposites it is required because of the nature of what it reflects in order to see it so we, we you know we got to turn it around a little bit in order to see the physical world you must have thoughts of opposition so you're here you're listening to me you're seeing me whatever it might be and you are seeing what and hearing the evidence of what you call physical bodies as if this is uh, my physical body speaking which many would contest and and actually have the evidence of it being true even as my lips are moving right now and your ears receiving the information is also evidence that you are in this sense of physical body but this whole factor of this evidence is actually the evidence of interpretation it's not actually evidence of anything being out here or being present it is actually the evidence of the interpretation of what is truly present the actuality of what is present has no interpretation of good or bad or right or wrong or even up or down or here or there or hot or cold or any opposition idea whatsoever including you and me this understanding as if you understand and really get into a course in miracles you actually are being trained in the proper perception to induce natural occurrences of spiritual experiences in other words you are having first-hand experiences of the spiritual universe because you start thinking in correspondence to the actuality of it existing the world you see physical or spiritual or any variation in between is a reflection of the your perception or your thinking and the processing and interpreting of what it is that is actually there so while you do this you sit there and you perceive something in front of you around you or whatever you want to say it to be as it says in the book about you look about you it is referring to nothing other than what is within this perceptual identification of your consciousness it is not actually around you in any sense of the term you by definition do not <laughs> or are not in within one particular position and not another you are quite literally in all landscape in all angles and all directions and all areas that you could think of and what you are thinking of is often referred to as a body you put yourself within this position as if you draw a, a little circle within the vast landscape of your mind and you say this little circle is me and the eyes of this one I will look through at the rest of me Devon is a spiritual ego and this is nothing involving guilt this is nothing involving right or wrong this is a factor of the design in which my circle 
this circle has been drawn. You do not need to change the fact if you are a spiritual ego or even a construction ego, or worker ego, uh, uh, an architect ego, a grocery bagger ego, a uh, doctor ego, any idea of an ego at all. This is just the reference of to the memories in which are compiled to define your moment in this very instant. As we referred to that metaphor of drawing a circle in the vastness of everything and saying this is you and its eyes will I perceive. That circle is being drawn with very specific, even though it's more complicated than, than simply a, a different shape. Oh, this, this, this one's a triangle. Here we go. Okay, Devin is... Uh, Devin's more of a star. Yeah, Devin's a star. A six-pointed star. There, That's Devin, the six-pointed star. Yeah, see? He already has this idea that he's not a triangle. <laughs> he's not a square. <laughs> he's not a circle. He's a, he's a six-pointed star. And see that? If you drew yourself to be a shape within the vastness of everything, what shape is it that you are? And the whole ability to identify with a shape or not is through this memory system, this compilement in which you're drawing this shape in this very moment and think you actually relate to some shapes more than others. Even though your personality is more complicated than this, this is how you can start to understand the fact that when you are here in this moment deciding to be whatever it is you are, you have defined yourself through this memory compilement and decided that this is what's going to be expressed. It is a form of expression by the vastness of everything and what it has defined through that vastness to be this moment. So as you have all these ideas and all these different variations of whatever things are, whatever is and whatever isn't, it makes in this moment, me, <laughs> here I am. So when you think about what the truth is of your consciousness and what your actuality is, and you are not actually experiencing it, you are being a spiritual ego. If you are experiencing a physical reality and not a spiritual reality, then you are having a physical experience and you are attempting to define it as a spiritual experience. In other words, you are a physical ego insisting you are spiritual. This is not wrong. This is not a mistake. This is not bad. This is simply a decision that you have made for your temporary experience on this vastness of eternity. It is required that it ends because of your desire to continue to experience more. Every time you decide to make something new, to create a reality in whatever sense of the word it means, in whatever definition of laws it consists of, in whatever um, amount of physicalness or spiritualness or even just fluttery consciousness, it is simply a decision and it will end for in order to have experience, it must have a division of the perceiver of it and the experience of what is perceived. So while you're in any sort of experience, which is the vastness of eternity, you will have a percentage of what you believe is you and you perceive a percentage of what you believe is not you. This is throughout the experience of separation. Every aspect of all these dimensions is through separation. It is required, and the only idea that is not, the only uh, experience that is not within separation is the totality of what is God. That totality, what is God, is all that we're experiencing. We are the perceiver, the Son of God, of the continual re re 
recreation of what is that decision and what is everything else. That everything else, including what you are and the totality of all together, is what is God. And while you think of yourself as a physical reality, you cannot comprehend what is God and what it is to say all of it is. This idea of your reality is incomprehensible while you identify with being any sort of physical reality at all. It is required that you do not know the totality of truth, even if you're on the journey of until within a physical experience the physical experience which you do desire in this moment requires a specific type of thinking it is not a mistake it is not a sin it is not something to be guilty of it is not a problem that needs to be fixed it will all be fixed it will all be changed it will all be done you do not need to worry about a thing you simply need to be your unique perception perspective on reality if it is of happy nature if it is of depressing nature you are designed as that shape that's triangle, square, rectangle, whatever it might be, in that perspective on the vastness of all reality. You are be in this same idea, you will be designed with the eyes to see or the ears to hear any any variation of this truth. And whether it be the ears to hear it in English, that so be. If it be the ears to hear its silent speaking voice, then so be it. That's what you're designed to be. And that is not up to you. But a perception of what who you are chooses to be and made out of you and made you to be your unique perception. That is your function. Your function is to be the unique self who you are designed to be. Don't hide your, your talents. Don't be ashamed of, of the way you stand or the way you sit or the way you speak. Don't be ashamed of this. We need you. We need your specific, unique expression in this reality we need you to express yourself and if that means in silence sitting if that means meditating and burning yourself if that means crucifying yourself all these dark things man okay if that means shouting on top of the mountain if that means handing out flyers if that means uh, bagging groceries if that means whatever obgyns do if that means anything at all of whatever it is you are that is your unique function in this reality and while it's of course an illusionary delusionary world of upside down and backwardsness that is not the point the more you you are the more you will be aware of what you are as you become an accepting personality of this whatever self and accepting of who you are and whatever you define yourself as, even as Devin is a spiritual ego, only then could he be aware of more. Only then could he be aware of more. In this idea of quite literally suppressing yourself and saying, oh, I don't like this part of me, you will not be aware of why you are and have that part of you that you keep insisting you do not like if you want to be aware of christ consciousness and the totality of what is referred to as god you must accept what you've been given in this you will recognize what gave it to you it is a journey and that is the design that you have been developed in this world to be a point of complete forgetting, complete not knowing, and your journey, your unique perspective of finding out even a close to 3% of that truth, even close to that 2% of that truth, and whatever it might be, and that obsession with going to the 
to the wrong direction of truth and all these directions of, of what you think of reality. You offer this perception to the vast landscape of, say, roller coasters of this amusement park and exciting ride for that Christ consciousness. As that Christ consciousness chooses to come into a position of escape from reality, it chose you and your life. Is it entertaining? Is it enjoyable? Is it accepting enough to recognize that who you are that rides this life as if it is real deserves more? If you do not recognize that you have chosen this because you think you deserve this, why would you deserve and earn or gain more? However you want to think of it in the truth of your reality is obviously more and obviously is worthy of more, but you would not recognize this until you went through what you call a worthy experience until you went through some sort of process, some sort of mind training to recognize that you are more than what you thought you once were. This is a program in partnership with Open and Clear Broadcasting and ACIMGather.com. Find out more at O-P-E-N-A-N-D-C-L-E-A-R.com.
this idea of the spirituality and the ego, which is a very reasonable and necessary noble step to take about this journey of relinquishing this idea of the ego, as if, to point out exactly where I'm getting at, as if it is real. So it seems as if when you start to come in to identification and to terms with this negative aspect of yourself, that seems to be telling you often how you have been screwing it up. And you might even hear it in your mind currently as I'm telling you while you've been uh, thinking that you're <laughs> you need to relinquish the ego, you've also been doing it wrong. And <laughs> And now you should feel guilty for uh, not feeling guilty. <laughs> it's completely a complete misunderstanding. It is within dogma, naturally, that we easily want to have a direction, a, a way in which we can easily point out if we're doing it right or wrong. We want to be able to identify and, and when we are in a mind that is just not aware and not, what's the word, uh, on top of it, that we can then just act like a certain way, then we will have an actual experience of what we are attempting to do. In other words, we might have made it and we're doing a wonderful job, but then we're out of it a little bit that day and now we fake it as if we made it. And we try and remember, you know, oh, no, I need to be at peace. And, oh, no, I need to be this uh, serenity self. And I need to, <laughs> you know, it's all about these superficial, uh, superstitious ideas, uh, even as these things have power and these things are holy and these things, these things. The actuality of when there is no ego there is no determination of what is ego or not. You cannot discern from any discern any judgment. Wow, my words. You cannot look at anyone, including yourself, and see if you are being ego or not. You cannot, unless you have ego, unless you are obsessed with a improper perception of reality you cannot see it for in that proper perception of reality that is trained to see only one aspect only one expression of love it cannot it is quite literally impossible for it to see anything else so while it seems as if it might be a frantic, fearful, painful, angry ideas coming from this person, you cannot tell the difference between that form of love and a fluffy, lovey, huggy, kissy, oh, sweet, twinkly-eyed, lovey person, spiritual person over there. There is absolutely no difference unless in me I have a form of definition of comprehension between the two different aspects of myself. I look at this person and see an angry, painful, call for loving type of a person because I have an idea of a painful, suffering idea of, that is calling for love within myself and within that vastness of consciousness in which thoughts reside where I see now a physical reality. I can see a spiritual person, a, sp a, a radiant soul within a body uh, with this idea, with this improper perception. And I can look over there and see this lovey, this sweet, twinkly-eyed, 
Oh, just compassionate, loving person who too will die over there. And, and see how, how I define that as a better lifestyle, how I define that as more of what I want, more of what I think I should have. Because I have a split mind in this definition of the two different selves and the vastness of variations in between. When you do actually experience and recognize the truth of not only the spiritual universe, but the perception in which it is required to have in order to experience that spiritual universe for real, then you will be unable to define the difference between these two type of people and any other people at all. You must come out of it and come back willingly into the physical perception or the choice to have an idea of a grievance, an idea of suffering, an idea of pain, an idea of separation at all, in order to then say this, even this is my mother, and this is my child, and this is my teacher, and this is my book, and this is a crap, and this is a chip. In order to know the difference between things at all, you must and are required to have in your consciousness an idea of separation, grievances, and pain. That is required. Now, there's nothing wrong with that because in the proper perception, I would not be able to tell if you are doing that or not. Only you would be able to tell. As God would say, as we say, as God would look on you, he would have no idea that you're discerning the difference between him and himself. He would have no idea that you see any variation of frequencies as different or better or worse or or up or down or higher or slower that is through the perception your unique function to experience it thusly what was a gift that could be given to the vastness of everything what was a gift that could be offered to someone or something or experience that has and has been everywhere and has done everything you are a unique perception even as this gift would be giving to that self it is not a bad gift it is a gift that consists of bad <laughs> it is not a bad gift for in reality it's only love it is a gift that consists of love and the absence of love in that reality of who is receiving the gift can only see and experience love. This is yourself. While it was required that a course of miracles comes into your life, too is it required that a course of miracles be completed. And that's not simply the lessons, but what the lessons offer. While you are experiencing firsthand this gift of the knowledge of it being a good gift and the knowledge of it being a bad gift, your reality sees and experiences it only as one aspect, one truth, one love, one joy, and you are quite literally 
enjoying every goddamn second of it. It will take some form of death in this way or another of an ego death or not an ego death or a physical death or whatever death you want to call it in order for you to realize this. As you practice dying or in other words silencing your mind, you will be able to have a glimmer, a glimpse of this truth. The truth will be evident when you no longer practice dying, as in the terms of not having any thoughts, you will then actually experience what not having any thoughts of the past or the future or of any definition of reality at all consists of. Hey, Hazel, you there? Are you paying attention? Hazel? We need to talk more. I heard you actually enjoy this stuff. I don't know if you're paying attention. <laughs> Who enjoys this crap? <laughs> you gotta be crazy. <laughs> it's like... You know, someone told me, well, Devin, nobody enjoys you because you're very abrupt and difficult and, and you, you confront people on their pains and, and sorrows. And they don't want to do that. I'm like, well, <laughs> if I was in charge of who I am, then I would definitely try and manipulate myself and conform myself so that I can be more accepted, in other words, accepted by more people. That'd be great. But I'm not in charge of me. And I'm just, really, all this spirituality has been just attempting to be more honestly myself. More honestly myself. And whatever that is within there is whatever is going to be out here whatever is going to be expressed. And I know a lot of teachers t tell you ways of not being angry, not being frustrated, not being all what the world has to offer. <laughs> but it's okay. I will only teach you that there is an awareness that you can have of, uh, as I explain it, being reclined and enjoying whatever is whether it be happy times joyful times sweet lovely times and angry times and frustrated times and because this reclining enjoying self is just quite literally enjoying everything it's enjoying oh this is happy this is nice yay oh this is mad this is angry yeah <clears throat> and it's no different in the reality of what this self that you can be aware of is experiencing. Now that gives you the ability to quite literally turn it on its tables as one would say, or whatever, I don't know if they say that really, but you just completely turn it around at any time you wish. And when you recognize, oh, I don't like being this angry thing right now, then you can just switch it and change it because you're aware of who is actually deciding it, deliberately deciding it. Not as if you're getting angry uncontrollably. You can't get angry uncontrollably unless you're that being, that person that actually is alive uncontrollably as well. So I would help you become aware of that self in which is deliberately be being human, deliberately perceiving this world, and can change it and turn it at any time, at any moment. I want to do this. 
and I am aware that I want to do this. Are you? Whatever you're feeling now or even how you felt yesterday and you know that time where you guys were yelling at each other, did you and are you aware that you are deliberately doing that? As if you made a decision that you wanted to feel that way, you wanted to use your vocal cords in that fashion, and then gave yourself an opportunity to do quite literally just that. <laughs> this world, this temporary experience, nothing but enjoyable. Like an amusement park, there's different variations of roller coasters. There's different spinny things and some make you puke and some don't. But really, you come out, it's all enjoyable. Sometimes there's water splashing, sometimes there's sunburns happening, but it's all an amusement park. And that life, earth, the amusement park, even though it consists of its own separate little amusement parks, in the totality of what it is, it's quite literally to that reality and escape into an amusement park. And yes, that means it's for your sense of amusement, for your sense of experiencing something different. There is no guilt in defining it that way. That helps you see that it's simply just an experience. Not good, not bad, not right, not wrong. Simply the choice and the decision by your reality to be a reality. You there now, Hazel? Maybe do another thing, so yeah, let me type in. Maybe I should do this. Boom, boom, boom. Ah. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh. Well, that was a very good episode today. I thoroughly enjoyed these conversations with me, myself, and I. <laughs> I like saying it like that. That's quite literally what it is. God, the Son of God, and the Holy Spirit. Me, myself, and I. Well, in different fashion, different order. So we got me, myself, and I. So we got God, the Son of God, and... I guess, well, it's the ego, but... <laughs> Hello, Hazel. <laughs> I, I heard you enjoy this crap. <laughs> this crazy stuff I hear. So I just wanted to, we talk, we need to talk. Are you on Facebook or something? I don't know if we're friends or not. Well, you know how to find me on Facebook, right? You just send me a message on Facebook and I want to talk to you, okay? I want to say, hey, like that, just like that. Hey. <laughs> okay. It was a very enjoyable experience today. Thank you all. Hello, Tony. Welcome to the room. And uh, It's funny to see you, Teddy. I don't know if you're really in the room, but... You're actually using your real name this time, so you made it. <laughs> Looks like some forgiveness happened or something, I don't know. Just think of us as a lesson in forgiveness. That's, you know, I have this image of Teddy in my mind, and if it had a slogan at the bottom of it, that's exactly one of the first things he said to me as I was, met him the first time. Was, Just think of me as a lesson in forgiveness. 
Oh, that was a great episode. If you want to listen to it again, they're all available, or soon to be available, this one anyway, uh, at openandclear.com. Oh, you know what? I could just play my ending, can't I? I have... I'm like a professional around here. <laughs> have a beautiful day, everyone. Thank you, God. Mm, thank you, God. Thank you for being here. Yes, thank you for being here. Thank you for teaching us. Thank you for teaching us, yes. Thank you. In all my deeds, thank you. Through all of my words, thank you. Through all of my thoughts, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You have been tuning in to this spiritual lunch hour with me, your host, Reverend Devin Devine. If you'd like more information about me and what I can do for you, please visit openandclear.com. That's O-P-E-N-A-N-D-C-L-E-A-R.com. Stay tuned to ACIM Gather for additional teachers, students, and those who love A Course in Miracles.